0: hello my name is bruce and i come to you here come to bring you some poems that i've written many years ago and this one is called the son i never had the son i never had my son came home today he had been gone so long i looked for him each day though he was doing wrong he left with he left To make a living without my loving aid I hurt to watch him going I wish he would have stayed with inheritance spent no friend at hand pigs to pigs he went in a strange land weak from hunger with a despairing cry food pig food looked good so he would not die then he came to his senses no more said he my father's servants are fed, though hired they be. I will return and say, Father, forgive me. I, will, I have sinned against you. Let me a servant be. He said, I, I rejoiced when I saw him and ran to his side. I cried on his shoulder and said, With me abide. He said, Father, I have sinned. A servant I will be. Hire me, Father, for the work. My labor will be free. Just a bed and a little food. Nothing else I else I ask. Any job, big or small, I will do the task. I said to my servants, Bring a robe to me, and bring me the shoes for my son to see. I put the robe on him, a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, then started to the plan a feast we must have i said to those near kill the fatted calf for my son is here so we started the meal with dancing and song it made me so glad my son right it is wrong now i have another an older son he had been working till day was done He heard the music his brother was come he would not go in he had said to some so I came to find him for he was pouting he never you never gave me a kid he started shouting so I could have a party and friends be with me but my brother comes home and a feast I see I said it is right to rejoice and be glad your brother is dead because the world he had now he is safe a new life to live the old is gone with nothing to give my oldest son refused to hear but turned away which caused a tear he left that day a bitter man for hate he had with which he ran no not in body for his life was set to have his fill of all he could get though still he was in father's house every chore would make him grouse. A a hired servant that is all work 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 is my call i tried to show him he was wrong to hold in bitterness for so long he thought he was right to feel this way he had been faithful every long day but my younger son worked with a will doing anything never seemed still in all that he did though big and small whatever he needed whatever was needed he did it all He never complained, though the hours were long. He worked through the day with a song. We're talking about being forgiven and forgiving. I want to give you some scriptures here. When it's talking about forgiveness, what does it mean to forgive? First of all, we want to look at Luke chapter 6 and <clears throat> Get my glass. Thirty-one through thirty-eight, and as that ye would, and this is the King James verse, version, version. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them that which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your rewards shall be great. And ye shall be called the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful, and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, shall it be measured to you again. When you're talking about forgiving, forgiveness, I was looking in Webster's, and I found some uh, answers here. And the first thing that Webster says. Is okay. just a second here okay. to give up the resentment against resentment is the first start when somebody is, offends us or causes us causes a hurt we have a choice at that time to forgive and to let it go and then we no longer have to deal with it or we let let it stay and then it will build into other things that will be even worse let's look at the scripture so in matthew chapter 18 we're going to look at a disciple here his name is peter Matthew chapter 18, and verse 21 and 22. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him, till seven times? Now, the priests I guess it was um, either three times or five times before they would would not have to forgive again I guess but here he made it seven times thinking that after seven times he'd let them have it but that's the way we would think if we're not, uh, not forgiving and Peter was thinking this I believe Peter was thinking this way what did the Lord say the next verse verse 22 Jesus saith unto him I say not unto thee until seven times but until seventy times seven that's four hundred and ninety times in another another scripture it says seventy seven but either way that's a whole lot of forgiving okay so Peter is learning a lesson here But another thing that we, if we're going to forgive, is we're going to have to give up the desire to punish. Let go. And Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7 says something very important there. He says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Do we need mercy? Oh, yes, we do. We need mercy from God a whole lot. Because when we mess up, we ask Him to, for forgiveness, we're hoping that He'll forgive us. We, we, but if we don't show mercy to others, God won't show mercy to us. Because we've got that block in our heart right there. We've got that hurt in our heart and we're holding on to it and we're we're petting it and we're saying, Oh well they deserve it. But what's happening is is that resentment now is turning into bitterness. That's what happens if we don't let go of that resentment, it will turn into bitterness. And bitterness is a root that grows deep in our hearts. And if we don't do something to get rid of that bitterness, it will grow even worse. So another thing, we have to give up the anger. We have to let go of the anger. Give it to God. What does the Bible say about that? Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Be ye angry and sin not. Now here he's saying we can be angry. But he gives a, a more on there. It says... Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. What does anger do? Anger builds until it becomes wrath. Uh, wants to get even. Want to, to, want to get, do something to that person that has hurt us. That's what wrath is. That's what wrath is doing. But what happens when we are angry? If we're angry and we take that anger to bed with us and we get up the next morning, guess what? We're going to still be angry because we haven't let go of it and given it to God. That anger will build and will become wrath. And that's what's happening when we, let, we didn't let go of that resentment and it turned to bitterness. And now that, that bitterness is causing wrath. Causing us to, to see red. Causing us to, to want something that we know God doesn't want. He doesn't want these things in our lives. Because these things destroy our lives. But what does he say? Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Let go of that anger. Give it to God. Repent of that anger. Repent of that bitterness. Repent of that... That resentment. We have to repent And we have to give it all to God. We have to say, God, I am sorry. I have blown it. And we may not have even done anything. But in our hearts, in our hearts, we've allowed that to build up. And we have to give it to God. We have to repent and give it back to Him. Give it all to Him. Let go of it because it will destroy our lives It will destroy relationships with other people. Oh, God, help us to let go and to put that in your hands to be forgiven of it. The prodigal son, the older son, he was there. He was working. He was being faithful. He was doing all the things that he knew he was supposed to do. He was doing good, but then... But he had a resentment against his brother. And that resentment over the years or over the time that the brother was gone had turned into a bitterness because not only did he resent him, but now he resented he became bitter because he was the only one who was doing the work. His brother was gone and now he's allowing that to happen. So he allowed that resentment to turn into bitterness. toward his own brother but what does Webster say about the next one of what we need to do this is Luke chapter 23 39 through 43 Luke 23 39 through 43 This is Jesus. He is on the cross now. Dying for our sins. Dying for our. Resentment. Dying for our bitterness. And dying for our. Hate. And that was the next thing. That the. the prod- prodigal son's. Brother. He could not. Let go of the Hate he had allowed it to go that long and now he's lost in that hate when you hate you can't love when you hate you're cruel see what it says and one of the malefactors that's a thief or robber which were hanged and railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. You go back a little bit farther. And we see that both of these thieves were cursing jesus and and saying, um, "Save yourself and us or whatever they were saying they were they were cursing jesus they were they were throwing it out there just like the others that were on the ground that were looking up at jesus the the Pharisees the Sadducees and they were they were cursing Jesus they were making fun of him, and all of this was happening here, but this one thief he got his eyes open, and he realized, because he saw what Jesus did when he was on the cross. When he was on the cross, he looked at his youngest disciple, John, and he said, "Son, behold thy mother, Mother, behold thy son." And John, the youngest disciple, took Jesus home and Jesus' mother home, he took Mary home and took care of him, he took care of her, just like she was his mother. So Jesus took care of his mother. When Jesus was on the cross, the they were cursing at him and spitting on him and and saying all these things the thieves were doing the same thing and Jesus pulled pulled himself up by his by those nail-scarred hands and feet so that he could get a breath breath and be able to speak. And when he spoke, he said, "Father, forgive them for they know not what they do." And then down again where he could barely breathe. but that's how he had, he had to get a breath just to be able to speak. but that's he was talking to his heavenly Father and he was asking that we that those people there and all the people us included, would be forgiven. He forgave us on that cross. And he called to his Heavenly Father and said, Forgive them. This thief, both of these thieves saw this, but only the one one thief said, Almost done! Okay. the one thief he said and he said unto Jesus I'm almost done and he said unto Jesus Lord remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom and Jesus said unto him verily I say unto you today shalt thou be with me in paradise Jesus said that this thief that had spoken up for him and had believed that he was a king, and asked for forgiveness. He he said both of them were guilty, so he showed that um, they, that he knew that he was guilty. But and he said that he was they were receiving their just reward for what. But Jesus had not done anything wrong. So we asked him to rem- just to remember him, and Jesus said, "You'll be with me in paradise this very day." Pardon. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to pardon the people. When a person is in jail, and the governor writes a um, a certificate or some kind of a document, and it was it was a pardon. And that that person in jail can go free and be free of the penalty that he had in front of him. He could, he could go free from it. Because he was pardoned by the governor. And Jesus, God our Heavenly Father, forgave us. Jesus forgave us when he was on the cross. He forgave the the soldiers. They were doing their job. He forgave the people that were cursing and spitting on him and, and making fun of him while he was on the cross. And so much agony and pain. There were only seven things that Jesus could say when he was on that cross. But each one was important. But he said them because we needed forgiveness. We needed to know that God loved us enough to give everything for us. To give his own son for us. Matthew 6, 12-15 if we forgive our and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen for if you forgive not men their trespasses your heavenly father will also will if ye forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. It's our responsibility to forgive and to give it all to God. Lord, we pray right now that you will touch all the souls that are listening to this message and cause them to call upon you, Lord, and to forgive. To let go of whatever it is that's holding them back. Lord, give it all to you now. In Jesus' name.